0: Thank you. good afternoon bars nation how's everybody doing today it is wednesday february 22nd and this is bended knee so guys got some great news um scott will be doing both shows this evening um he will be back on he will be back heading home tomorrow so i'll be covering all shows tomorrow and then he will be covering everything from friday on so i know you guys will be happy to have him back but i am thankful to be here in the meantime so Today's topic, um, I was going to go into the life of John, but once again, just too many cool stories to fit into a 30 minute time period. So tomorrow night when a punky comes on to Fishers of Men, we're just going to have a nice little conversation about the life of Paul, which I think is uh, one of the more powerful stories. Because, you know, when you look at all the evil and all the evil people in this world, you know, like the Pelosi's and the shifts, the Biden's and so forth. You know, we have a tendency just to wish judgment upon them instead of praying for them because, you know, thinking that there's no way that their souls could be saved. But that is so far from the truth. And Paul is a prime example of how someone who didn't necessarily spend their life doing good things. As a matter of fact, like if Paul was here today in our government, he would be one of those Pelosi's. He'd be one of those people that we absolutely despised. But once God and Jesus gets into your life, things change in a great, great way. And he ended up being, in my opinion, one of the most committed to jesus in the long run 35 years after christ died spreading churches around the world around the area um spreading gospel as far as he could um, get the word out so like i said it's just great proof that anybody can be changed when god gets involved but today what i'm going to do is i'm going to go over specifically the thorn in the flesh which i think is a great great story because discussed um, on prior shows that Sometimes blessings come in disguise and, and we have these trials, we have these tribulations in our lives, and we're like, Lord, why why did you put this on me? Why bear this weight upon me? And we sometimes we we tend to look at it as a bad thing when it actually God is handing us things that help us, where it builds strength, whether it builds courage. He puts these things into our lives so that we can strengthen ourselves. Um and in this particular case with the thorn in the flesh, it was reminding of the importance of maintaining humility and letting of the ego. So there's multiple facets that I found really interesting because, you know, I discussed uh, last night, sometimes I have trouble when I read scripture, um, separating what would be literal and what would be metaphorical. Um, there's a lot of things, you know, like, like I said last night, the seven headed dragon, you know, I always pictured that it would represent nations around the world. Um, and it wouldn't be a literal jag- dragon, but there's a very good chance it's more than likely going to be a, a literal dragon. So in this case, um, with the thorn in the flesh, the question was, was it a literal thorn in the flesh or was it um, symbolic Was it symbolic of um, hardships and life? So um, Paul's thorn in the flesh verses in scripture. In order to keep me from becoming conceited, I, Paul, was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he told me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness, therefore I will boast all more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Two Corinthians twelve, seven through ten. And I absolutely love this because it's a reminder, is that God gives us what we need. It's not necessarily what we want, but what we need. And I always say, you know, when you pray, be careful what you pray for, because God's going to give you what you pray for, but it may not be in the way that you want it to be. It may be in the form of something different, which seems terrible, chaotic, trials, tribulations, but ultimately it's making you a better person and it's making you more fit for the battlefields that we're going to be walking into. So Paul's many reasons to boast. Apostle Paul had reasons to boast and be conceited, and he lists these in two Corinthians, or two Corinthians eleven twenty-one through twenty-eight. He was a Hebrew, an Israelite, and a descendant of Abram, plus a servant of Christ. He worked harder than most, was imprisoned more frequently, flogged more severely, exposed to death repeatedly, beaten more harshly, stoned, and shipwrecked in the three different occasions. He had faced danger from traveling from the from robbers, from fellow Jews, from non-Jews, from false believers in cities and country and at sea. He had gone without rest and sleep, known hunger and thirst, and had been cold and naked. He faced daily pressure and concern for all the churches, spiritual weakness, and temptation to sin. He suffered all of this for the sake of Christ. So once again, this was a man that literally did the opposite of what he did once he found Christ. He was the one who was going after apostles, after disciples to imprison them. He was, you know, very high up in the Roman army. And he ended up, um, like I said, doing the exact opposite of what he ended up doing. But as we'll get into tomorrow, that one moment, you know, and Jesus knows how to do this. When he was in the desert after Christ died and he saw that heavenly light that blinded him, his life changed from that moment on. And like I said, he spent his life, in my opinion, not only making up for what he had done, but actually doing what was right and and bringing people to the absolute truth. An absolutely brilliant example is the God can change the heart of any man. And although when we look at things from our human perspective, it's hard to see that some people can be changed. But there's, you know, that's not giving that true faith in God. Because like I said, when God gets involved, anything can happen. So in addition, he was greatly used of God to change the world and receive many visions and revelations from the Lord. He was after all, the great apostle, Paul, he encountered the resurrected Christ wrote more books of the Bible than anyone else. He traversed over 10,000 miles throughout Asia Minor, Greece, and later to Rome planted and established many churches and was arguably the greatest and most inspiring missionary of all time. It would have been quite easy for Paul to become conceited consider how it is for you and me to become conceited and we have accomplished a good deal less than Paul has. Paul accomplished so much more, not to mention what he had done prior to finding Christ. I'd imagine he had a pretty big ego, um, running armies, telling people what to do, telling people to leave, telling people to come, you know, he, he had a big head and he was humbled by that, that thorn in the flesh. So guys, I actually got a couple more minutes left before we do prayer time. So Paul's thorn in the flesh, we do not know exactly what paul's thorn in the flesh was although many theorists um or theories exist some believe it was a great disease um an eye condition that he had trouble seeing a fleshly temptation the fact that he was single he had no wives he had no girlfriends he had a speech impediment etc it could have been any of the number of the sufferings that he listed in 2 corinthians 11. however he refers to it as a messenger of satan in 2 corinthians twelve seven. Based on the description, one logical theory is that Paul's thorn in the flesh was the issue of these super apostles that he had referenced in chapter twelve. So basically, being surrounded about around people that were false teachers. Um, so they were false teachers claiming to be apostles who had entered the church according to the Bible knowledge. Um, they promoted their own ideas at the same time, sought to discredit both the person and the message of the apostle. Second um, Corinthians was written to defend the authenticity of both his apostleship and his message, since these false apostles were a primary reason for paul's writing of the apostle or of the epistle in two corinthians it seems um a decent guess plus uh, it would be fitting to refer to him as a messenger of satan since paul did not explicitly tell us wondering believers will ask um will ask him in eternity so there's multiple things like i said it could have very well had been a literal thorn something to remind him of his weaknesses. It could have been, like I said, what they were referencing, the many ailments that he had, his speech impediment, the fact that he couldn't see very well and had multiple other issues, and the fact that he was single. He's probably a very lonely person walking, you know, everywhere, riding a horse, donkey, whatever, 10,000 miles everywhere, spreading the gospel, spreading the church, and standing by the Lord Almighty. So, guys, it is 311, so it is time for a little prayer. This gets into some spiritual warfare. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another day. Thank you for bringing us all together, dear Lord, so that we can have conversations in your name, that we can pray and we can reach out for others. Heavenly Father, I have a special prayer today. My brother or brothers, Jeff, um, is having some, some severe abdominal pains. Um, he right now, I believe, is in an urgent care hospital um, getting some blood work done to figure out what the problem is. So dear Lord, he is one of your greatest soldiers. Dear Lord, he's a great inspiration to me and he has helped me walk my journey, dear Lord. So I ask during this time that you please reach out and heal him. Give him many, many, many years, dear Lord. Don't let this be anything severe. He's got a lot of work to do on this earth for you, dear Lord, for us and for many others, dear Lord. He's got a lot of souls that he's going to introduce to you in these coming years, dear Lord. So I ask that you just be with him, be with his wife and be with his family as they go through these times as well. Dear Lord, I also ask that today you be with hyvistis and diva during this time as well. She's had a severe, um, a very high fever, very high and dangerous fever for the last couple of days. She is also getting tested in some blood work, dear Lord. So I ask that you reach out, that you be with her and you help heal her and pull this, this sickness of whatever she has out of her body. But dear Lord, I also ask that you be with her husband who loves her unconditionally, dear Lord. And the hardest thing in this world sometimes is to be there with your loved ones when they're ill, when they're sick, and not being able to do anything. So dear Lord, be with him, give him strength, allow him this time just to spend with the one that he loves, dear Lord, as, as you heal her. And I thank you for that. But dear Lord, I also ask that during this time, as things get more chaotic, that you bless our souls and you spread your grace all around us. And all of those that don't know you yet, dear Lord, give us calmness during these times. Let us fear not take away all of our stress Dear Lord, remove the evil and the temptation that works its way into our lives every single day. It's a constant battle, dear Lord. But we know that the harder and the more we serve you, the more evil is going to come after us, dear Lord. So I ask that you protect us. Put a hedge of protection around all of us, dear Lord. Allow us to find the best methods to help find a way to wake up others that are still sleeping. Those that don't know you, dear Lord. I have come across some of the most remarkable stories of people's testimonies of how they were in their life and where they are today, having found you. And it's a miracle, dear Lord. So I ask that you give everybody that same, that same ability to just wake up, to open their eyes, to open their heart, to open their souls to you so that they can have that chance in heaven. We can build our army bigger here, dear Lord, and we can fight more effectively in this battle between good and evil. other, The earthly battles and the earthly wars are starting to make themselves present. You told us that there would be wars and rumors of wars. But I ask, Heavenly Father, that we all have more faith in you than we ever have, that we stay calm, that we help others stay calm. Heavenly Father, I ask that you prepare us all. Help us get prepared with water, with food, with anything else that we're going to need, dear Lord, during this time. But I ask that you also help us prepare for others. Help others to prepare to be ready for this time, those that aren't willing to wake up and they don't want to be caught in this, dear Lord. They may have turned their backs on us but they are still your children which makes us our brothers our sisters so heavenly father let us always forgive always dear lord from the bottom of our hearts let us never hold on to grudges because those just hold us down dear lord let's not let any way for evil to grab a hold of us dear lord as we repent nightly for our foibles for the mistakes for the sins that we do every day heavenly father I thank you for your forgiveness once again. And as I always promise you, I will be better tomorrow than I am today. And all of us will as well, dear Lord. So thank you. Thank you for loving us so much that you were willing to give your life on that cross so that we had a chance to get into heaven. Thank you, dear Lord, for loving us so much that you have given us a place to come together, to be with each other, to give each other love, hugs, prayers, support, and anything else that we need. Dear Lord, your plan is so beautiful, and I am so thankful to be part of this as long as everyone else that is here with us today. Thank you for giving us a purpose. Thank you for bringing us here today during this time as your warriors on this earth. You chose us, Heavenly Father, and that is the greatest gift ever. You trusted in us like we trust in you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything that you have blessed us with. In Jesus Christ's name, our Heavenly Father's name I pray, amen. Man, I tell you guys, I love praying. I used to not. I used to be embarrassed to pray. I used to be embarrassed to talk about this in public. I There were so many things that I just didn't do. But today, it's different. Today, I, I wear my faith-like armor itself. I walk around proudly. Matter of fact, there's hardly a day I leave my house where I'm not wearing a shirt, a sweatshirt, or something that doesn't have Jesus written all the way across it because I am proud of it. And I want to create that conversation, and we should. We need to. It is important. Like I said, God didn't—he he, he asked us— to to ask him into our hearts he asked us to repent for our sins but it wasn't it was just a minor ask that we go spread the gospel it wasn't something that that would work our way into heaven but we spread that gospel because we believe in it because we have faith in our father because we believe in our father because we love our father so much and I tell you guys every day I just sometimes get on my knees sometimes tears just come to my eye when I think about how much jesus loves us how much he sacrificed to, um, for us and how little we are suffering compared to all of those that are doing what we're doing right now having the past most of them met terrible demises most of them died but just like john the elder when god sends you on a mission he sees it through and that man couldn't even be killed they couldn't do anything than john the Elder. imagine how frustrated they were like man we can't kill this guy so what did they do they dumped on an island and what was his final mission writing revelation god gave him one more mission to sure that he completed it and he will with us as well and it's a beautiful beautiful thing so we'll get back to the removal or the the thorn um in the flesh and, and why didn't god pause the flesh so the apostle paul pleaded three times with the lord to take away his thorn in the flesh we can all relate to this is there anything in your life that you have prayed about repeatedly Is there any circumstance that you will petition God to change or or relieve you of? Have you considered that God might be allowing the suffering or trials to continue intentionally? That's how it was with Paul. God's answer to Paul, please, was no. Maybe in time. God did remove Paul's thorn, but we don't know that. Um, Given that we do know um, from the Bible that God denied Paul's request. Instead, God answered, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And this is one beautiful thing about um, being humble. And it's one of those things that you're never going to do as long as you carry that ego with you. Is admit your weaknesses. Because by admitting your weaknesses is what allows you to grow. And I use the same term when I, you know, I don't like using the word master. And I hear people say, oh, I've mastered this. Or I've mastered that. You know what you've done is you have now limited any potential growth that you have because that ego has you thinking that you have mastered something and by admitting faults, by admitting your weaknesses, it allows you to seize upon that, to become stronger, to get through this a little bit better than we ever have. So like I said, even some of our times, our trials and tribulations are literally some of the best blessings that God has ever given us. And although we don't really care for it too much now, we will when we reach the time where we're on that battlefield and we realize at that moment, God has allowed me to overcome so much in my life. He has given me the strength now to endure what I'm facing, where I would never have been able to face what I am right now if it wasn't for the chaos he put into my life months ago. And that's how much Jesus loves us. And like I said, we we take a lot for granted and we get upset about a lot. We become very very soft, you know, and and what we're dealing with through persecution right now, through trials and tribulations is absolutely nothing compared what the apostles and what the disciples of that day went through and we may be facing that time at some point but you know what I'm okay with that I'm completely okay because if I'm gonna die if I'm gonna leave this earth pulled from this earth I want it to be doing something for Jesus for God one of my my mottos that I've had pretty much throughout my whole life I want to die doing something noble and the only way to die doing something noble is to live every moment in complete nobility Every moment that you live has to make, you have to make it count. You have to do something right because we don't know when that moment is that we're going to be removed from this earth. We don't know. So why waste that time doing things that are selfish, that are doing things of the flesh instead of spending time helping others, showing the love that Christ has given us. It's, you know, one of the greatest things that we can do right here on the earth. And there's so much power within that right along with prayer and God has bestowed us this power. This power comes from God, the ability to speak to others, the ability to inspire others, the ability to lead them to that path that we have all found. And good Lord, we stumble on this path daily. The Lord watches me stumble every single day, but he always is there to either lift me up or to send one of you to lift me up as I will do the same for you the moment that you fall. So, so um, have you ever stood on the shore of an ocean or a lake and experienced the waves repeatedly lapsing against the sand or the earth? How often do the waves hit the shore? Depending on the strength of the wind, it could be anywhere from four to 15 waves per minute. So, similarly, have you ever considered how often God's grace touches your life? The answer is constantly. Or John one sixteen says, From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. As um, the David Crowder band song, How He Loves says, If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. It is God's grace to save us, redeem us, forgive us, justifies us, calls us to a holy life, grants us spiritual gifts, enables us to work hard for Christ's sake, strengthens us, helps us in times of need, and gives us eternal comfort and good hope, which we get daily by trusting in our Lord Almighty. Because I said it yesterday, Punky said it too, imagine not having God in your life at this time. Imagine not believing in God. Can you imagine how stressful this would be looking at at possible wars, looking at all the destruction um, from train derailments to burning chemical plants? Now today, there was one in Tennessee that was apparently uranium burning in a nuclear plant. Every day we're being attacked. But imagine what life would be right now if we did not have that faith in God. We would be a mess. We would be panicked. I don't even know if I would have the energy to get up and do a show. But God gives us that energy. He gives us that faith and he keeps us so calm during this time, man. And and, and like I said, just every day, I can't think of a day that goes by where there's something that doesn't come in my life where I am just not more thankful to God today than I even was yesterday. My faith, my love, my strength grows daily right along with all of yours. So lean on God's grace. John Newton, the author of Amazing Grace, knew a good deal about the grace of God. He had been an abuser of grace a slave trader, and a cruel, hateful person. At the very end of his life, he had this to say, My memory is nearly gone, but I remember two things. That I am a great sinner, and that Christ is a great Savior. And that is all we really need to know. And how awesome and brilliantly is that said? That is all we need to know. We spend a lot of time just... Getting caught, Just getting caught up in everything that's happened on the earth. And the reason that we stress out, the reason that we fear, the reason that we get caught up in this rat race is because we're focusing on the wrong things. And yes, I am a very um, inquisitive person. I'm, a, I'm interested in absolutely everything. I will research and I will dig. But you know what? Nothing that I find, no answers that I find in history books, no answers or anything that I seek anywhere out of scripture matter. All that matters is that we understand a, that I am a great sinner and that Christ is a great savior. If you know those things, you're on the right track. Other than that, everything is just pure interest and it doesn't matter. Matter of fact, most things here are, are devised to just divide us, to divide us amongst cultures, divide us amongst color, to divide us even within our Christian community. We're seeing division right now more than we ever have, even in political parties whether they're, you know, with vote Trump or, or vote DeSantis. Like I said, everything is about division, which is why we need to focus on unity. And unity comes with God, not division. Division comes from the devil, and they are using it harder than they ever have. So whatever thorn God has allowed in your life, allow God to use it. He may not deliver you immediately, but that is only because that he loves you too much to remove the circumstances that will grow you spiritually. In the meantime, lean on his grace. Ask him to help you see it. If you're focused on it, you will begin to see his grace everywhere always every second of the day and in the big and the small details of life so james one seventeen says that every good and perfect gift is from above start noticing all the god-giving gifts all the signs that he loves you and you will find that his grace truly is sufficient and that's all we need in our life Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in the wonderful face, and let things of the earth will grow, um, will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. And this is where our focus needs to be, on the glory, on the grace of God. Because even some of the worst moments that we've had in our lives end up being some of the greatest memories that we have. Just think about this. Think about a vacation that you've gone on. And while you were on vacation, everything just fell apart. I mean, you're just like, my goodness, I came here to relax and and just the, I couldn't get into my hotel. When I finally got into it, it was a mess. Um, it rained all weekend. Just think about that. But then down the road, when you're telling the stories, th- those stories end up being some of the better stories that you have because you ended up having a good time anyways. They make you appreciate those times in your life that are absolutely perfect. And we wouldn't appreciate the perfection that God's bring us unless we see how bad things can get as well, because that way we don't grow arrogant. We don't grow comfortable. We need to constantly have a reason to reach out to God, to focus on God, but always remembering that everything that comes into our life, good and bad, comes from up above. And Jesus allows it to happen, just like he's allowing the devil to roam this earth right now and to do his thing. But in the long run, we know the this ends. And that is god wins and that's all that we need to know and there's a whole lot of just comfortable confidence knowing that one thing is that this war was won the day that christ died on that cross and it's a glorious glorious thing so just like all of you you know many of you are very scripturally sound Um, i myself am, am working on it and i find this childlike excitement when i come across scriptures that i had never found Um, you know, because, you know, even when I was younger, I spent a lot of time in church and, you know, when I come now and I'm starting reading scripture, I'm like, man, I've never heard of this before. I never heard this. And it's because many churches, they cover the same topics, but they don't cover everything. And, you know, even, um, as I think it was Easter last year as I was sitting down and I was just watching some historical things about Jesus, some of the movies and videos and stuff that had been made about the history and, when I was learning about what happened to the disciples after what happened to Jesus during the three days that he was inside the, uh, the tomb, I had never heard um, any of these stories before, but to me, they're just as fascinating as anything else. And, And the lessons that come after Christ left this earth are just as amazing as what took place on, because it shows how faith can carry you forward. Because while Jesus was here, it's one thing, there's a comfort being next to the Messiah to the God of gods, the King of Kings right here on this earth. There's a comfort. There's a safety walking around with him, but you know what? When Jesus left this earth and went into heaven and ascended, he never left us. He was still with us, but we were alone here, right here on this earth. And those disciples and those apostles, they didn't stop their mission because Jesus died, they kept that mission going. And not only did they keep that mission going, they spread his word everywhere. They spread churches everywhere. The reason that Christianity is so big right now is it has a big deal to do with the apostles and disciples and the work that they did just going all over the place. You know, Paul included, you know, it just amazing. And then how does that affect us today? 2000 years down the road, we are still inspired by what Jesus came and taught us. We are still inspired by what the disciples and the apostles did as they spread the word and we are following in their footsteps. We are doing the same thing today that they did then. And we're being persecuted in a different way. And it's going to get rougher and rougher. But we're doing it for the Lord Almighty. And there's nothing about that, no matter what the circumstances are. But guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us today for this um, Bended Knee on uh, Wednesday, February 22nd. i going to do about 30 minutes worth of music. And I just ask, guys, that you continue to uh, keep all of those that are reaching out in prayer in prayer. Um, Vistas, Devo, um, please pray for Jeff and his family continually until they get better. Um, but like I said, we, we have a big mission going. Things are going to get more and more chaotic. Um, Scott's going to be coming back this evening with some phenomenal stories. So he will be doing both shows tonight. And I will be back doing all three shows tomorrow and then Friday he'll be back on full time. So always guys, I love spending the day with you. I love spending these time with you. I love learning from you. I just, you know, I need this during my day, just like Scott said, you know, cause I told him I would cover Friday for him too, if he needed a day just to relax. And he said to me exactly what I would have said. Duncan, I certainly appreciate your offer. He goes, but I need to get back. I love doing these shows. I love spending time with all of the people that are here in chat, our family. He goes, I need this for my soul too. And I said, amen, Scott, I'm right there with you. We feel the same way. You know, it, it hurts when we don't get to do this show because of illness or whatever reason. But when we get to come back, guys, it's because we get to spend that time with you talking about God. Best subjects ever. because I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day for those that are getting back to work and for those that are hanging out for me for about 30 minutes to do music. Let's get to it.
1: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe,
3: I need my conscience to keep watch over me to protect me from myself, so I can wear honesty like a crown on my head when I walk into the promised land. We've been too long, America. lost the way. fell long song and you maniacal in the dark I'm in love with an American girl well she's my best friend I love her suspicious smile that has the feeling of
4: hurt
3: And we'll go dancing in the wings Of laughter and evil on black shores Fell along in the browns of raptures sleeping long for the loss Yeah Here long in the browns of allegiances we live behind, turned back by the foot of the door we live lost and found. We've been too long, American dreaming, I think we've all lost the heart. Here long, so now you live stiff when I grow in the dark. Gay hey, on the leaves, arise and windows. Gay hey, on the lead arise and windows. How long?
4: It makes sense that it should happen this way
5: That the sky should break And the earth should shake As if to say Sure, it all matters But in such an unimportant way As if to say hey, hey Fly away, sweet bird of prey, fly, fly away, nothing can stand in your way. Sweet bird, if you knew the words, I know that you'd say fly, fly Sense that it should hurt in this way that my heart should break and my hands should shake as if to say, Sure, it don't matter except in the most important way,
4: as if to say,
5: Hey. hey. Fly away, sweet bird of prey. Fly, fly away. I won't stand in your way, sweet bird. If you knew the words, I know that you'd say, Fly, fly. to slowly fade and yet still remain as if to say everything matters in such an invisible way as if to say it's okay fly Away
6: Every time I'm telling secrets I remember how it used to be And I realize how much I miss you And how it feels to be free I see I'm up to no good And I wanna start again Remember when I felt good, baby? I can't remember when. No, only in my dreams, as real as it may seem. It was only in my dreams. Couldn't see how much I missed you. Couldn't see how much it meant. I see my world tumbling down. I see the road is bent. If I only once could hold you and remember how it used to be. If only I could scold you. Baby, I'd forget how it feels to be free Only in my dreams As real as it may seem It was only in my dreams When I felt good, baby, no mm. Only in my dreams that's in my dream. It was only in my dream.
3: I can't feed all the fowlers when my cup's already overfilled. Yeah. But it's on the table, the fire's cooking, and the farming babies with slaves are working. show. On the table the fire's cooking
7: Feelers on my breath
0: All right, guys, we're last song. So today I'm going to end with Wild Horses. So I thank you all for hanging out with us during the post-show dance party, guys. Scott will be back tonight running both shows. I'll be back tomorrow running all the shows. And then Punky will be our special guest tomorrow for Fishers of Men. So I hope you all have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. And I love you very, very much. What? Thank you, everybody, for joining us today for Bended Knee. Like I said, Scott will be back running both shows tonight. I will be doing Kilted Christian with our special guest, Ezra Snow, which I'm really looking forward to. I'll be back tomorrow running uh, my show and all the other shows for Scott, and then he will be back on full-time on Friday once he gets home. So, guys, I want to thank you so much for being so welcoming. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. I will see you all this evening. Be safe, and remember, God loves you. God won. We have nothing to worry about, so God bless. See you tomorrow.